Hi, Brittany. Hi. So thank you for coming on uh, my Christmas kind of shopping guide podcast for December. I'm glad you're here because this is a very unique um, business that we have. And uh, well, let's start by how we met. Um, I'm you and I are both um, Anderson Career Training Institute grads. Yeah. But uh, you had taken it a couple years earlier than I did. So thank goodness for that um, Active Grads Facebook page. Yeah, right? that it, group. It it connected us. Yes. I didn't even expect it. Yeah, in and, wonderful ways. Yeah, and we passed. Yeah. We must have passed each other in a few different mixers and just yeah. happened to not yeah. chat. Yes, and I didn't even know you were at the Beyond Barriers event until you told me, so thank you for being there, even though it was short. Of course, yeah. yeah. So let's talk about let's talk about you and how and what you have to offer this world. So please, start and tell your story. Uh, well, I am with Serenity Respite, Inc. Uh, we provide child care for kids with disabilities. Um, we do have a few kiddos who are not diagnosed, so okay. that's not to say that we only provide for kids with disabilities, right, right. Um, but they are our main, our main clients. Yeah, yeah. So what, what got you into doing this business? Um, I've been thinking about it a lot the last few days because you said that was going to be one of the questions. Yeah. Um, honestly, it, uh, it kind of just happened. Um, I was doing childcare for... I'm gonna say about 14 years now oh, wow. um, and I did pretty much every job um, I could have in the field mm -hmm. um, I was a nanny I was a daycare teacher um, wow. I did an interventionist uh, position where I was oh. working with therapists oh um, so whatever the kiddos goal was I yeah. would meet with the therapist and they would give me kind of the end goal okay. um, and I would come up with strategies to make it happen Tell me a little bit more about that. That's intriguing. I've never heard of that. So um, It was a short-lived position. Okay. I was only there for about a year, um, mm -hmm. and then the company shut down for COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I was a supervisor there, so I was okay. training other interventionists. Okay. Um, and our main job was just to play. Yeah. So whatever the therapist's goal was, whether it was getting a kiddo to try new food mm -hmm. or um, getting them to talk, yeah. we found ways to make that happen with play. Mm-hmm. So we would just use whatever games or yeah. toys or tricks we could to make that therapist visit fun. Because okay. if a therapist is just coming in, yeah. it's, it's boring it's and scary. it's pressure and it's so scary. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I want you to uh, expand on the word intervention for our audience who don't know what that means in relation to child care and caregiving. Um, it's just that support position. So yeah. it sounds, it's almost a scary word it when does. kiddos hear it. It sounds yeah. intense and so structured. Mm -hmm. um, but a lot of our sessions is what they called them. Mm -hmm. It would be playing Monopoly and learning to take turns. Yeah. Um, it would be doing puzzles and you're working on your fine motor skills okay. to put the pieces in. Mm -hmm. um, our job was to play. And just make them feel safe. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah. So carry on with the rest of your story. How you got into? Sorry, I just wanted to make sure you know, um, being new to mm -hmm. the to the caregiving world and um, and and hearing that term, um, it's nice to know like for our audience what it actually means, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. so many parents they've never heard of that term yeah. before. Um, when I say that, there's like, what do you mean there's a person that can make therapy fun? Yeah. What? Yeah. We just go to OT and they just give us things to do and yeah. then we leave. And oh. I'm like, no, it should be fun yes. all the time. Yeah, absolutely. So tell me about your journey now from 
from that to where you are today? <laughs> um, well, after that, um, I did respite for another company. Okay. Um, and it was not a great experience. Oh, no. um, I was there for a little bit over a year. Mm -hmm. um, and the one thing that made me realize it wasn't where I wanted to be mm -hmm. was these two brothers I was working with. Mm -hmm. And they each had a respite worker. Okay. I worked with the one brother for a year. In that same year, the other brother had six different respite workers. Oh my goodness! Yeah, so there was there was no consistency. Oh. Um, you know, some weeks the the worker would just cancel, uh, or they would quit on the spot and not come in. What? Yeah, um, which is so frustrating for the family. It's okay. so hard. Does that mean to me that they're they're the, the respite workers? First of all, the personality uh, they don't belong in that position because they don't seem to put your their heart and soul into that caring for the child like, you know at first I thought that um mm -hmm. and I definitely blamed them because yeah. they would no show um they would quit suddenly okay. they they almost seemed like they just they were job hopping and I yeah. thought it was completely their fault yeah um my perspective changed quite a bit when I started serenity oh um well we pay our staff I think three to six dollars more an hour than I okay. made at that company I see. And that's the yeah. starting wage. Yeah. yeah. Um, I see where you're going. So it's it's hard for you to put your heart and soul into something mm -hmm. and to support a family when you're not being supported. And you're not being valued. Exactly. Yes. yes. Um, wow. we, we are in a care position. Mm -hmm. um, and the kind of people who choose that job, they definitely do it because they care. Yes. But then they burn out. Yeah. That's um, a big one. I actually just ran into one of my staff or one of the staff I was working with with those boys. Oh, I was Christmas shopping oh. um, and I bumped into her yeah. and she is in a completely different field now. She's left childcare completely because she was so burnt out. Yeah. Um, and that's one thing we don't want to happen with yeah. our staff. Yeah. Um, and we hear it consistently from them. Mm -hmm. Every time we hire a new person, they yeah. say, I've been in this field for years mm -hmm. and your starting wage is more than where I'm at now with my other company. Oh, Good for you for taking care of your employees that way. So yeah, lead up to how you got into this this business. Um, that's kind of well. That's that's the beginning part. Mm -hmm. Um, the second part is my little sister. Um, oh. she has a disability, so mm -hmm. she has funding through FSCD, okay. which is Family Supports for Children with Disabilities. Okay. Um, and one thing they fund is respite. Oh. Um, but. Every agency we called and we asked about, um, they wouldn't, first they wouldn't serve rural families, so they wouldn't oh, leave Edmonton. Yeah. So we would have to drive her in for every shift, oh. come home, have maybe a two hour break, and then drive in and pick her up again. Oh, that's the burden. Which, it's a huge barrier yeah, to care. Yeah. We've had so many families call us and their first question is, do you serve this community? Yeah. Um, yeah. And for the most part we do. Um, we've gotten a few a few sporadic calls mm -hmm. where they say an area that I have never even heard of. Really? Like, so we're talking way out in the boonies, like, yeah, they, nowhere. <laughs> they call and they say a town name and I'm like, ah, oh, just give me one second. Yeah, and I'm looking on the map and I'm like, I need to figure out if you're closer to our Grand Prairie region or our Edmonton yeah. region, like where exactly you yeah. fall before I can figure out like how we can support you. Yeah. Wow. Um, but that barrier to care, it was glaringly obvious yeah. once you need the service. Yeah. And it's one of those things you don't know what you don't know. Mm -hmm. So until it came up, I had no idea okay. that there was such a barrier for okay. families getting respite. So how soon, when you realized this was a hurdle, how soon did Serenity 
Where's my come into play? Um, I would say within about six months. Wow, that's fast. Yeah. yeah. Um, it was six months for the incorporation, the insurance, mm-hmm. for getting everything lined up. Yeah. Um, and then it was a huge battle getting funding. Oh, please um, talk about that. Yes, there are so many hoops to jump through. Um, it was two years of probably every two to three months meeting with directors from FSCD. Oh, no. Um, you know, they would say there's enough um, agencies in Edmonton. You don't need any more. Mm-hmm. Like, everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. So I would go and I would talk to all these families and I got a list of names and mm-hmm. I showed the director and mm-hmm. I said, no, like, this is our wait list. Yeah. We already have 30 families on our wait list and we oh. don't even have a single staff. Like... I'm just showing you the need that's there. Yeah. Um, so finally they conceded and yeah. they gave us approval. Okay. Um, we just got that approval May of this year. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> so what did you do in the meantime? Uh, in the meantime, we were working with private clients, okay. um, which is nearly impossible. The private rate is so low um, that we were just paying staff wages and that was it. Oh my but it was enough to get family supported and to get our foot in the door. Wow. Um, yeah, so you know what's good about that? What made me think about that is like you you carried on because you knew that this there was a problem that needed mm-hmm. to be solved, yeah, right, and you saw that there's a demand and and look at it now, do you know what I mean mm-hmm. like that's incredible so um so how long have how many years have you been in uh business now? uh we incorporated in twenty twenty one okay, just recently pretty wow. we're pretty young still. But you have staff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, we. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, it's almost embarrassing because we have not updated the website yet. Oh. <laughs> um, <laughs> the website was made in 2021 when yeah. it was just myself and yeah. one other staff. Oh my god. Um. So every review on our website has my name on it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel you on that because I I know myself my website needs updating mm-hmm. but as a solopreneur. Exactly. Th- there's so many challenges that you know I'm doing this podcast I'm doing you know listening circles I'm trying to do my workshops and exactly uh, etc networking and then being a, pa- a parent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. care of family it's just the balance is really a challenge so I feel you on right? that you know so thank you to our audience who are very patient <laughs> with us you know and not criticizing our our uh, website uh, you know development skills <laughs> oh I get criticized quite a bit oh, I, I can imagine <laughs> you know so I've had new parents call and they're like how are you expecting to support us yeah. when your office is in Sturgeon yeah. County and we're in Grand Prairie and you're yeah. the only staff and I'm like well I'm not anymore yeah <laughs> Oh my gosh! Wow. So I know we, had, we we before this podcast we talked a little bit about um, you know it takes a village to to support um, you know the disability community. Mm-hmm. Can you expand on that, please? Um, well, doing absolutely anything with a disability is so much harder. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I was thinking about it today. Yeah. It took me probably an extra twenty minutes to get here. Oh, yeah. You know, with all the road closures, so many random changes, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. and not being familiar with the city, mm-hmm. I was completely lost. Yeah. And then I found you, and I yeah. just followed you up here. Yeah. Um, Good timing. <laughs> it was it was perfect, perfect yeah. timing actually. Yeah. Um, because so many so many things are just a struggle with a disability. Um, yeah. And something like raising children is already hard. Yeah. And when you add in your own disability or your child's disability. Mm-hmm. It just makes it so much harder. Yes, absolutely. Um, and there's a lot of almost gatekeeping with different supports. Okay. Um, 
talk about that. I've bit. talked to families before, um, and it's just I'm on quite a few support groups on Facebook and oh, things like that good. for families with that, disabilities. Yeah, that's important. Yeah. Um, and they'll ask, they'll say, you know, my kiddo has been kicked out of four daycares, oh. um, and now the second they go to apply and they yeah. say, oh, he's autistic or he's ADHD or he has this, yeah. they say, oh, sorry, we're full. Oh my God. So they're struggling. And I say, have you asked about respite with FSCD? And they mm -hmm. are like, what is FSCD? Yeah. What is respite? Mm -hmm. We've never heard of it. Yeah. Um, so having these supports, it's, it's allowing families that break. Right. And respite isn't this luxury mm -hmm. of only a few should have it. It's a need. Yes. These parents need a break before mm -hmm. they burn out. Mm -hmm. Just like our staff need that support, our yeah. families need it too. Yeah, for sure. My goodness, I'm just thinking about, um, you know, especially with our, our the Beyond Barriers event of how, where so many of these uh, people in the community are trying to advocate, mm -hmm. you know, certain different areas of, of, of disabilities. Like, mm -hmm. where where do you think the support is needed the most? It's hard to say. I think it's all across the all board. All across the board, it's, yeah. It's everywhere. Mm -hmm. um, so many families, they don't have basic information of what yeah. they can even ask for. Right. Um, our assistant director, actually, uh, she's filling a, a kind of parent advocate role for us. Oh. So whenever a family comes to us and they say, like, we are struggling yeah. and we've been given, you know, three hours a week of respite, which mm -hmm. is absolutely nothing. Yeah. Um, it's not enough. And we yeah. are drowning. She's yeah. the person who reaches out for them. She's the one that advocates mm -hmm. for them. Um, and it's silly things sometimes. Yeah. I've had, I think, four calls with FSED caseworkers mm -hmm. this week oh. um, just saying families are struggling, they need oh. more. Um, even something simple like a typo in their contract mm -hmm. that can derail care for months. Yeah. Um, we have a kiddo, uh, she started with us July 1st. Mm -hmm. her, con her contract just got um, corrected uh, on Friday. And how long has that contract been in? since July 1st. Oh my gosh. So her contract is half over. Oh my um, gosh. And uh, <laughs> it was just corrected, um, which is very unfortunate. Mm -hmm. um, thankfully, we were in a place where we could provide care for them yeah. um, without the contract being in place. Mm -hmm. um, and because it was approved from July 1st, we can now bill for all of our oh, hours. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. You know, I'm just thinking about, you know, especially with, with the rural um, families. Mm -hmm. um, and then I know I've talked to other families, uh, parents who struggle with their children in school mm -hmm. of not being inclusive. I know yeah. that. Do you find that, you know, things are changing now as opposed to maybe, you know, before you started Serenity? Like, mm -hmm. how, like how do you feel, um, you know, because... Disability has come in the forefront. Diversity and inclusion has come mm -hmm. in the forefront, I feel. But I'm still seeing people talking about well, there's still like changes. Need to have those conversations. Mm -hmm. Changes still need to be made, you know, with like the daycares, the schools, mm -hmm. um, even inclusion in the workplace, et cetera, et cetera, mm -hmm. right? Even on the, you know, accessibility here in the city. Yeah. Um, so people are talking. I think we got a long ways to go. Mm -hmm. But this is what we're doing is we're creating this awareness, right? Mm -hmm. So exactly. what are your thoughts on that? I think it's a good start yeah. um, that there is more conversation about it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think it's progressing fast enough. Yeah. 
That's um, what I'm hearing. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, we have a lot of kiddos who miss a lot of school because the yeah. the teachers are overworked and yeah. they just don't have the support themselves mm-hmm. to be able to care for the kiddos. Yeah. Um, it comes down to you know funding. It comes down to training. It comes mm-hmm. down to uh, it just a lot of burnout yeah. again in these fields. Yeah. Um, I see progress happening, which is good. Okay. Um, but still, mm-hmm. there's still a long way to go. Oh my gosh. Well, we just got to continue having these conversations. We got to continue having events like the Beyond Barriers, exactly. right? Because what I what I did see was um, you know, a lot of feedback from uh, attendees mm-hmm. saying that uh, I, I didn't know that there was this organization that provided this service mm-hmm. or support. Exactly. Right? Um, and then I love that I was able to showcase entrepreneurs with disabilities you know right because we're we're showing the world that we are like this is so neat like mm-hmm. I'm sure I myself might have a disability that I don't know of right like mm-hmm. people aren't aren't diagnosed or whatever right yeah. so you can't say that someone is normal these mm-hmm. days right so I think it's important that we take away that stereotype mm-hmm. and and it's people with abilities mm-hmm. unique abilities I think that's the most important yeah. thing right so let's go on to uh, your business now what do you offer give me that whole spectrum <laughs> um, we offer a bit of a unique um, kind of service mm-hmm. um, a lot of respite and even child care mm-hmm. it's kind of you sign up and you get what you get yeah um, we we take a lot more time in setting up our matches okay. because we're going for long-term care. Absolutely. Um, yeah. I've been with my kiddos personally for two, six, and 12 years now. Wow, that's um, good. Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, and that's what we want for our families. We well, don't... and it's like a family. Exactly. Like especially 12 years, six years. Mm-hmm. They know you as family, right? It's funny you say that, actually. Um, my little sister's respite worker, uh, she joined us for birthday dinner. Oh. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, and it was, uh, it was interesting. Um, mm-hmm. they are vegetarian mm-hmm. and we had Chinese food. So I had to call the restaurant and say, can you please yeah. make everything, <laughs> vegetarian. but can you separate it? Oh yeah. And it was such a long conversation of like, you want me to cook the rice and the chicken separately? Yeah, and I was yeah, like, yes. Yeah. And I need it packaged separately yeah. and I need it, I need it to not touch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But she, like, they are like family. They're yeah. they're with us. They're supporting oh. us, um, and it's it's fostering that connection. Yes, uh, that that's what I was mm-hmm. gonna say. The connection is so important, you know, especially when you when you become to that you know that many years, six, mm-hmm. twelve years, yeah, and try to break it. And I'm sure that the, the kid, it's like an attachment, right? Mm-hmm. The child is now attached to you. They consider you part of the family. Mm-hmm. Why not be part of those celebrations? Right. Yeah. And even the, the successes and the failures, like mm-hmm. the graduations or, you know, maybe even when their heart breaks, you know. Right. right? So, um, oh, wow, that's wonderful. Mm-hmm. And I see, um, you know, just for myself uh, in the in the foster system, it's not consistent. Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's you, the, the connections made and all of a sudden you're on to a different family sometimes right right? so so that's very important so glad you do that yeah um, my one kiddo the one I've been with for 12 years um he actually called me when his mom got COVID because I was the person he wanted to talk to oh (laughs) that that's a tight connection right there that is a strong connection yeah wow (laughs) 
it oh. was um it was funny timing too i was actually interviewing with a family doing an intake mm-hmm. um and one of their strongest beliefs was that they needed no staff turnover they wanted as low as possible yeah. uh, and in the middle of that my kiddo called me <laughs> oh my gosh that is so sweet oh my gosh you know what so let's let's talk a, let's delve a little bit into staff turnover mm-hmm. because that's a that's a important factor in in maintaining mm-hmm. connections right so for me um you know from my experience working out in whatever corporation um you were just a number mm-hmm. and you were easily replaceable mm-hmm. right but when you think about that a lot of these companies don't realize it costs money mm-hmm. to replace you still yeah right um so please expand on that for me because we need to, again, have those conversations, mm-hmm. right, when it comes to businesses. What's the important part of um, uh, keeping keeping these employees mm-hmm. and the staff? Well, it's funny you mentioned that, and we talked about wages earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have um, a business advisor, and he's my financial advisor as wow. well. Wow, oh, good. Um, and one of the things he recommended mm-hmm. was that since we're just starting out, we should start our staff at minimum wage. Okay. Um, and that that won't work. That we sh- I shot that idea down very yeah, quickly. Yeah, yeah. Um, because that's that's what all the other agencies are doing. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, we don't want a body in the door. Yeah. To just get to know a kiddo and then move on to something else right, yeah. to be properly paid. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's not what we're looking for. Yeah. Um, it leads to staff turnover. It leads yeah. to burnout. Mm-hmm. It leads to client dissatisfaction. Yeah. Um. And it's, it's not what we're looking for at yeah. all. From a business sense, I understand why he was suggesting it. It mm-hmm. makes sense, right? Yeah, you want to yeah. save that money. You want to be able to grow. Yeah. It It's brilliant. I yeah. get it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. But In the business sense. In the business sense. Yeah. When that's your goal about numbers. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But we're talking about the human Exactly. Part. Yeah. Exactly. We, um, we care about our staff. We want them to stay. We want them to be happy. Yeah. Um, and how do you do that? Uh, it's a lot of asking them what they need and kind of what they want. Yeah. Um, right now we're looking into benefits plans. Oh, wow. Um, and one thing we've consistently heard is that quite a few other agencies offer benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, however, the agencies that do are paying their staff $17 an hour. Oh, gee. Um, we just recently hired a new staff and she started at 23 oh. and she mentioned benefits. And I said, we're trying, but we mm-hmm. need to figure out how we can make the budget work, yeah, obviously. Sure. Yeah. Um, and she said that the company she's at, they offer benefits. Mm-hmm. So I asked, you know, what, what was your salary there? What was your wage? Mm-hmm. And she said that she started at, I think, 15 an hour. And a year later, she went to 17. Oh, okay. And on day one with us, she was at 23. Okay. So it's That kind of evens it out, actually. Kind of evens yeah. it out a little bit. Um, but at the same time, we have so many staff that are part-time who wouldn't benefit from a mm. benefits plan. Or they're students, and they already are covered through school. Right. Um, their spouses have benefits plans. Right. right. Um, so they would much prefer mm-hmm. 4 or 5 $6 more an hour yeah, yeah. than a benefits plan that they can't use. Right. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Okay, so we talk about um, that is one way of showing your employees that they're valued. Mm-hmm. But when you hire them, mm-hmm. you obviously need a certain kind of person mm-hmm. to be in that role, right? So go, you know, t- talk about that a little bit. 
um, just how we find the perfect staff. Yeah, because that's I think that's another key factor in, mm -hmm. in keeping your employees right. Obviously, mm -hmm. you don't so, you don't want someone who doesn't care about a child. I mean, that's mm -hmm. one big thing. But um, there must be a certain kind of personality, right? Um, honestly, our staff are so vastly different oh. in every single detail. This is so cool to hear. Um, we have some staff who are quiet. They're not talkative. Mm. They are calm and collected all the time. Mm -hmm. And they are a perfect match for one kiddo. Okay. But gotcha. another kiddo would say, no, I'm not working with them. Like, That's not for me. That's actually very interesting. So you've kind of picked different personalities mm -hmm. based on, like, all children having different kind of personalities. Yeah. Oh, that's lovely. Um, I just had a phone call with a parent, and it was the funniest thing because she mm -hmm. said um, with her last respite agency, she could feel the vibes were off, and she, she didn't feel like the respite worker was the right match, but okay. how can you not accept someone just because of the vibe? Yeah. And I said, that's perfectly fine. We do that quite often. Oh. If we set up a match uh, yeah. for a family, yeah. we tend to set up three or four different matches. Oh, and then good. they meet the family. Yeah, yeah. And then the child and the parents get to decide who yeah. is the best fit. Because you can have the perfect resume mm -hmm. and we can think you're the perfect characteristics. Mm -hmm. And you walk in the front door and the kiddo says no. Mm -mm. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. And they shouldn't be penalized mm -hmm. for expressing the fact that they're not comfortable with that yeah, person. Yeah, for sure. If you have someone coming into your home, you should be excited they're yeah, there. Yeah. It should never be something you dread, yeah. even if it's just the vibes are off. Yeah. This is a good conversation because I've learned in the last few years, I I always based meeting someone with like, I never went with my energy. I mm -hmm. didn't know a lot about that, right? Mm -hmm. About the vibes. It was like, oh my gosh. You know, for example, if someone wanted a, to do a podcast with me, mm -hmm. it would be like the short conversation that we had. Um, I don't think you would fit, you know, mm -hmm. um, and I wouldn't even know how to have a conversation with them during the podcast. You yeah. know what I mean? So that's why I do that like little meet and greet mm -hmm. ahead of times. Let's get to know each other so I can get that feel for the energy. Yeah. Right. But if I'm in a setting like a, a networking event and I meet people who come up at me like, you know, I I had people who they're like my my, my podcasts deal with a lot of like I'm an empath. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's a lot of feelings. Mm -hmm. Right. So it would be like, if you're a financial advisor who wants to be part of my podcast, what are you going to talk about mm -hmm. in terms of feelings? Right. That's the way I, I mm -hmm. work, right? But before, it'd be like, well, you don't fit me. No, it's a certain person, right? Mm -hmm. So that that podcast might work for somebody else. Yeah. But for me, it's like you have to be this certain mm -hmm. vibe, right? Yeah. And I didn't know that. So this is funny that we're talking about this now. And I used to be like... Oh my gosh, well, gosh, I want to be uh, loved by everybody. And then I've started to realize, especially you know, in the corporations, mm -hmm. when I did those interviews, why didn't they hire me? Right. Now I know. Mm -hmm. you know. And it was kind of like a sign, like if I did actually work for them, mm -hmm. um, if I probably wouldn't have lasted. It wouldn't have been a good fit. Yeah. And I've had people, I have a co companies offer me jobs, mm -hmm. and I didn't know it was a vibe. And I was thinking about it, and I'm like, no, this... I didn't feel right at that company, mm -hmm. you know, if, even if it was a temporary fit, I don't feel yeah. comfortable. So I base it, yeah, I base it on that, mm -hmm. the vibe. So that's a good conversation. <laughs> yeah, and so many parents, they they try and give us the perfect detail of the perfect yeah. staff and exactly what it is. And we tell them, like, 
it's okay to say it's not the right fit. Right. It's not going to insult the staff. Yeah. We're not going to be upset. It mm-hmm. won't be held against you in any way. Yeah. yeah. It is perfectly fine if it's not a good yeah. fit. Yeah. We want this to be the perfect match mm-hmm. and we want it to be long term. Yes. And we would rather you say no to four or five or mm-hmm. six people right off the bat yeah. than to start each one of them mm-hmm. and then a few months in say you're not happy. Right. That's right. I was just thinking about too because I worked with, uh, with um, uh, autistic students. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was like an employer partner and so I, I did work placements with them and they, uh, the career coaches who placed me with these students would offer me, um, the student and we'd have that meet and greet Mm -hmm. fine. Um, so I've had students on the spectrum, like different, different Mm -hmm. kinds, right? So, um, some of the, the more challenging ones were really a good challenge for me. Um, and I couldn't tell whether some of them actually liked me or not. And they would give the feedback to, to the career coach and then they would tell me yeah. and I always got paranoid. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want them to feel safe around me. I want them to feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a student who was very camera shy, had anxiety. Mm-hmm. So we had our meeting and, um, and we usually were supposed to check in once a week. Right. She wouldn't meet with me anymore because mm-hmm. of that one anxiety that she oh. had and and I, I was I took it personally because yeah. I was like I want to I want people to feel safe in my presence mm-hmm. um you know they reassured me but it's just you know again everyone to each their own mm-hmm. and I shouldn't take it personally yeah. I did the best that I could right so this is yeah this is a good conversation that we're having <laughs> sorry didn't mean to interrupt my brain was going when you were talking about that you know having the certain fit for mm-hmm. for everybody so yeah so that's important um so what else do you offer besides uh some respite what you, I know you mentioned a few other um services that you provide um they're basically all kind of branches of respite yeah. um it's just the specific terminology yeah okay. um so with fscd they break it down you have in-home and out-of-home respite okay um you have 24-hour respite so that's a full day with us wow. um so the parents can have an uninterrupted mm-hmm. day of whatever they need yeah um we offer light housekeeping and cleaning oh um, wow yeah, we that have a helps. few, yes, we have a few sensory-seeking kiddos um, oh, who okay. like to, you know, yeah. pour ketchup out first thing in the morning when yeah. they wake up or <laughs> toothpaste all over the walls. Right. Um, so just those little things and being okay. able to ask someone for help in that yeah. moment. Like, please, you know what? Yeah. I don't want to spend my day cleaning, cleaning up toothpaste. Yeah. There are much more yeah. important things that you could be doing with your kiddos. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that support, it just yeah. takes one thing off your plate. Right. It is. It's very stressful, even mm-hmm. with that. Um, you did talk about, uh, you know, the parents being able to take like a, a weekend or so off. Like, mm-hmm. can you go into that a little bit? Yeah. So um, when they offer the um, 24 hour or the daily respite, um, you can bank them so you can put them together. Oh. Um, I have a kiddo that I'm going to be with in January for three or four days, I think. Oh, nice. Um, while his mom's on a trip. Um, oh, and I'm, I'm with him one to two times a year for that, okay. um, depending if his mom has to travel for work or, mm-hmm. you know, whether it's she just gets to take a fun vacation. No kidding. Um, so, yeah, we hang out together. Um, okay. We have a host facility in Camrose right now and oh. Grand Prairie. Wow. Yeah. So uh, what's the longest you've had to, uh, like, a parent left that you, you um, give the respite? Hmm. 
I think our longest is, our typical one is two days, sometimes okay. three. Mm-hmm. Um, our longest was eight. Oh, wow. Yes. Did they take like an all-inclusive vacation? They went to Mexico. Good for them. They went for their first trip, I think, oh, since they had been married. Wow. Um, so we're talking decades. No and it was well-deserved. Good for them. Yes. Um, and this was actually before we got our FSCD approval. So this was a private hire. Oh, my God. Um, and it was seven children. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, they needed a break. Yes. <laughs> um, this is the family I've been with for six years now. Oh. Um, so I stayed at their house and I yeah. had their seven kiddos for eight days. Yeah. Um, and then I had three days off. Oh, no kidding. <laughs> yeah. Because seven days. And just you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But good for them. That is so important as we yeah, talked about. Yeah, they deserved about. it. They yeah. needed it. Yeah. And have they gone, have have any of their families done that like yearly, you said, or, or every few months? Uh, just my one family goes yearly. That's good. Um, we have a couple of families. They usually just take a weekend, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they just take the day. Yeah. Uh, just so that they can have a full day where yeah. there's no making breakfast. There's no cleaning up after anybody. Mm-hmm. You are not worried about anyone but yeah. yourself. It's a full break. I feel you on that mm-hmm. with me having kids too as well. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh. Yeah. I do a lot of my work when, um, cause I also have seniors in my home mm-hmm. and then my kids. So it's, I, I call it uh, a day of distraction. Right? right. And the only time that I actually can do my work mm-hmm. is when everyone's asleep. Yeah, exactly. So sometimes I'm up till two, three in the morning mm-hmm. and I get up again in the morning. Um, I know that's kind of burnout. So usually my weekends are like when the kids are in, off school that's when I actually you know I get to spend time with them mm-hmm. sleep in a little bit a little bit <laughs> but that is so important oh my god it's funny you say that your best like all of your work kind of happens after they're asleep mm-hmm. um we get so many intake phone calls and yeah. question phone calls uh around 8 a.m to 8 15 <laughs> typical bus times yeah, yeah, right yeah you get the kid on the bus you yeah. start driving to work you yeah. Call to ask your questions. Yes, absolutely. Um, or it's 7 p.m. Yeah. Because that's typical bedtime. Yeah. And then they call and they're yeah. shocked to hear a person. Yeah. Because they're like, this is not business yeah. hours. Yeah. Like, Who yeah. are you? Why are you answering the phone? Wow, that's good that you provide <laughs> that. You know, because I know for me, when I I, I I feel drained already with the energy and I haven't even made the call yet. <laughs> when I have to make that kind yeah. of uh, in- inquiry call. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, am I going to get like a, an automated mm-hmm. phone? Oh, am I going to be put on hold? You know? I know. And it's just another barrier where oh. families finally have the time to do something. They right. finally have the energy. Yeah. And then they get a voicemail. Yeah. Or they get a receptionist who mm-hmm. has no idea yeah. about our intake wait list yes. or any questions that can answer yeah. them or our FSCD policies. Yeah. And the voicemail is big for me because it's like, are you actually going to listen to it and provide that? Like, you know what I mean? Like with me, because I'm a soul printer, mm-hmm. I do have that with my with my business line. But I, I mean, I see it on mm-hmm. my phone right away. So I'm picking up yeah. that message and then I try to return the call mm-hmm. within not even 24 hours, less than that, because that's important to me. Mm-hmm. I want it. I want the same, um, you know, response time too. Mm-hmm. So I try to provide that feedback back. So good for you. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, I've actually gotten a few surprised people answering the phone when I call them back in a minute or two because oh, yeah. they didn't leave a voicemail. They're oh. like, no, I'm just, I'm giving up for today. Yeah. And I call them back and I'm like, oh, yeah. it's Serenity. You just called us. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I didn't expect you to call me back so fast. Yeah. And then I have all my questions for them. And 
it just amazing. starts from there. It's that human factor, mm-hmm. right? It's not the AI, the automated, yeah. right? <laughs> Let's try to take that away. Oh, my Well, we have gosh. so many families. Their intakes start calm, and they ask a few questions, mm-hmm. and then they burst into tears. Oh. Because it's been so long since they've had a break or they've had anybody. Oh, my gosh. Um, one of our last intake calls, one of their questions was, what is your turnover rate? Because we've been on a wait list for nine oh months for another gosh. agency, and they don't have anyone. Yeah. And it's like, I don't I don't technically know we've been around long enough to have a turnover yeah. rate to yeah. get. <laughs> My gosh. But our turnover is incredibly low. Okay. Um, the majority of our staff are still with us. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the ones that have said that we're not a good fit, mm-hmm. um, it's been for easily solved reasons. Right. Um, We hired one staff, um, and it's actually the respite worker that's with my sister. Mm. Um, But she called, and she said, I I just don't think it's going to be a good fit. Mm -hmm. So I asked why. Mm -hmm. Um, It was because we paid monthly. Okay. And she couldn't wait. Her bills would be be past due. Yeah. So next month, we switched to bi-monthly. We're doing it twice a month. Look at that. And then next month, she called again, and she said, I love that you did that for me, but it's still not working because your paydays are the 20th and the 5th, and my... My rent goes through on the 1st. Mm-hmm. So we switched it to the 15th and the 30th. And it was an easy fix. Super simple. This is amazing <laughs> that you are listening yes. to your employees. Mm-hmm. My God. That means you value them. They yes. matter. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I just get, I just got goosebumps from that. Well, and so many of them have come forward and they've said that They've never had a boss that Ooh. really respected them. And I heard that word and I was like, what? Boss? Yeah, what? Yeah. Shouldn't it? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> Isn't that hard with titles? Like, I, 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 for myself, like, I struggled with, you know, uh, on LinkedIn or wherever when mm-hmm. your business card, having to put a title, mm-hmm. fa- like, a founder and chief listening officer. I really right? struggle with that title. Just mm-hmm. titles, because to me, titles hold power, mm-hmm. and I don't want to have that. I want to give the power to the person I'm listening mm-hmm. to. So I, I prefer to say your friendly neighborhood listener. Right. Right. Rather than like CEO, I will never do that. You'll mm-hmm. never catch me ever getting that title because it just, it's like Hitler to me. Mm-hmm. You know? so. Well, it's hilarious because someone will ask me what I do for work and I say, oh, I'm a respite support worker, mm-hmm. which is true. I'm still with um, several of my clients. Mm-hmm. So I am in that position. Yeah. Um, but I've been caught a few times where yeah. someone will say, you're the director. Oh. Or it's your company. Yeah. <laughs> And I'm like, but my title is still yeah. a support worker. I'm still there to support. It's softer. Yeah. I, I um, get you on that. Let's, yeah, it's let's not. Let's start taking those away. Oh my god. Right. Let's... And I don't. I don't need a separate title. To yeah. me, that's just that's weird. Yeah. Um. It should be about the work you do, mm-hmm, right? Exactly. People hold titles too too strongly, which mm-hmm. I I disagree with. But whatever. Maybe we can learn to. You know, to break that. <laughs> well, it was such a struggle. Beverly, mm-hmm. our uh, she was our manager in Grand Prairie, mm-hmm. um, but she's now our assistant director slash yeah. parent advocate yeah. slash she's also a respite support yeah. worker. So she she holds many hats. Mm-hmm. She does whatever needs to be done. Um, you can't fit all that on a business card. No, you can't. <laughs> Uh, how about a kind human? Right? Right? Malaita Corpus, kind um, human. <laughs> well, I mentioned to you before, she typically accepts the title of chaos coordinator. Oh, I love that. Because she, that's what she does. She's yeah. been in child care for years. Yeah. Um, she coordinates tiny humans, which are oh, chaos. Oh, my God. Um, she organizes staff schedules. She yeah. advocates for parents. She does FSCD meetings yeah. and... 
Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, she does. She does so much. Oh, wow. And she is definitely a chaos coordinator. That's a great title. <laughs> that is a great title, I have to say. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. So we're straying a little bit farther. <laughs> um, you know, let's get back on track. So, uh, you know, Christmas <laughs> is happening. This is why we're here. Mm -hmm. uh, you're providing a unique service. Talk about what you're offering our audience, uh, you know, for Christmas, for Christmas gift idea. Well, uh, this idea actually came from a few years ago. Um, I decided I didn't want to contribute to that consumerism of mm -hmm. Christmas, mm -hmm. uh, but I still wanted to show everyone I valued them in, yeah. in a unique way. Yeah. So what I decided to do was I got passes for all the kids. Oh. Um, I picked, I think it was Amazon at the time, which okay. I'm looking for a small business that mm -hmm. I can kind of replace them with. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but it's super fun. And I told, picked a day that mm -hmm. I would take all of the kids. Mm -hmm. um, and my gift to the parents was their day of childcare. Oh. So they got a day of free childcare yeah. during Christmas break. Yeah. And I took their kiddos out to go have so much fun. That's an amazing gift. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, so what we're kind of offering right now is a gift certificate. Mm -hmm. um, you can choose the value, mm -hmm. but it's it's the gift of a break. Right. Um, with qualified staff, mm -hmm. caring staff, um, <coughs> it's a, uh, it's just a chance to give parents a time to step back and yeah. do something for themselves. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not a luxury; it's definitely a necessity. Yes, it's it's giving everyone that chance mm -hmm. to just get that me time. Yeah, that's good. Mm -hmm. And where can they uh, purchase that gift certificate? If they would like to. Uh, they can inquire online okay. and then we'll make it uh, personalized. Right. So if you purchase it for someone, it will be to whoever oh, you nice. are gifting it to. Okay. Mm -hmm. We will have that in the uh, uh, the uh, YouTube um, um, uh, podcast at the end of this podcast. So that's great. I have one important question before we go. And that is what matters to you? Um, for me, the main thing is that our staff are supported so that they can support our kiddos. Um, I worked far too long with no support oh, yeah. um, and I burnt out. Yeah. So I know what that feels like. Oh my gosh, that's wonderful. Wow, you're amazing. Seriously. <laughs> Thank you. This service is really it's so needed um, and I hope people are going to learn about Serenity more. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, let's keep having these conversations about supporting you know, this community. Definitely. It's very yes. important. Well, thank you. And Merry Christmas. Thank you for having me. <laughs>